You are now listening to the Heroes for Sale podcast. Whether you are a new collector or a seasoned pro, on a daily basis, I cover topics to help you grow your hobby knowledge and strategies to make you money in the market. We have some very important news coming out of the sports card world. The record for most expensive sports card has been broken. We are only two weeks into 2021, and all of the records from 2020 have all been broken. All the records from history have been broken. PWCC recently sold a 1952 PSA 9 Mickey Mantle for $5.2 million, and here's what you need to know. This card is extremely rare. There are only 1,400 cards graded by PSA ever. There's only three PSA 10s, and this was one of the only six PSA 9s that have recently sold. The previous sale of a PSA 9 was back in 2018, where the card that held the previous record up until 2020, that card sold for $2.8 million. So, almost doubling the last price of the record-breaking card from 2018. So, these cards have a very interesting story. It was one of the first tops annual sets that they started coming out with and they had a checklist that was essentially one card one to 310 and then 311 to 400 so what they did was kind of what they do with heritage high number now where they have the first set of cards come out at the beginning of the season and then they have the second set of cards coming out at the end of the season so this card is number 311 so it was the first card of the second round of sets that were coming out this second set of cards were numbered 311 to 407 so mickey mantle was number 311 and what they did with this second round of cards that actually came out was they printed a pretty decent amount of them so they actually printed almost double the amount of sets they printed from that first one so in theory the mantle card shouldn't be super rare compared to some of the other cards from 1952 well, here's what happened. So Topps actually was having some trouble selling these cards, and I've seen two different stories of this told. I've heard that the cards were actually dumped into the Atlantic Ocean, and if you read the ESPN article that recently came out, they were actually dumped into the Hudson River, so I'm not 100% sure which one is which. I've heard both stories, but the overall point here is that the sets that, from what I've seen on Twitter, someone said that there was roughly between 300 and 500 cases that were actually dumped into the Atlantic Ocean. Now, I posted this on TikTok. It's actually one of my most viral TikToks back in 2019 was talking about the $2.8 million sale. And a lot of people said that they are going to get their scuba gear and they're actually going to go into the water. And I think that's a pretty funny joke. I mean, obviously, they're obviously not there anymore because that was in the, the 60s, I think, is when they eventually got rid of the cards. But so these cards were dumped into the water. So a ton of the actual mantle rookies don't eat, didn't even exist. They don't even exist anymore because they were dumped into the water and ruined. But of this 1952 set, if you go to the PSA pop report, you are going to have to filter it by either you add 300, 400, or 500 cards onto the set if you want to get it all onto the one page. But in total, there are 268,000 cards from this 1952 set that are graded by PSA. So the mantle with it only being 1,400, and it's going to be one of the more... Uh, rare cards from the set because it came in that second set but it also was a lot of them were destroyed so that's why another well other than mantle being one of the better baseball players of all time that's why one of these cards is so rare and such an important set in the hobby the person who bought this card's name is Rob Go. So he is the owner of Dope, the clothing line that you'll see in a lot of music videos and a lot of artists like this brand. He is an entrepreneur 
who has made his career buying and selling companies. So to see an, inter an interesting thing about him, I think, and just with this sale of the card in general, is what we've sort of seen from a lot of these other sales is that there hasn't been really too much publicity that has come out of who bought the card like sometimes you'll see like the vegas dave sale so everybody knows the one of one mike trout that sold in 2020 that sold for 3.8 million dollars that card was owned by vegas dave a uh, sports gambler who runs like a sports gambling empire kind of and he he actually has a lot of Derek Carr cards as well if you've heard him and heard him talk about uh, his collection he has a lot of Derek Carr cards but back in 2018 he also bought the one of one Mike Trout and at the time he bought it for 400,000 which at the time you know a $400,000 card was wild and then same with the 2.8 million dollar card like it was astronomical the amount that that card was sold for and now you're obviously seeing the one of one Mike Trout broke the record at 3.8 million dollars and now this Mickey Mantle is selling for or it did sell for 5.2 million dollars which is extremely crazy another important piece of information with all of this is that right now on golden auction there's actually a PSA 8 that's being auctioned off that's going to be selling at the end of January so in my prediction, my prediction for this card is that it's probably going to be over a million dollars. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes way over that. But because of this sale right here, I definitely think that rises the price of what I think this PSA 8 is going to sell for. I also had a prediction just based off of the previous sale of a PSA 9 from 2018 being $2.8 million. I had a prediction that the PSA 10 actually is probably in the 15 to 20,000, excuse me, 15 to 20 million dollar range. So one of my predictions actually was that we were going to see one of these sales of the PSA 10 uh, this year. And now I don't know if we're going to see it in an auction or if it's going to be sold privately. If it gets sold privately, there's a chance that we may not hear about it. But I just, you know, I think the marketing and publicity that comes with selling a card like this, I think it's worth it's worth whoever is selling it and buying it to kind of be be someone who wants to either get more publicity for their company or for themselves. This is a perfect example. I think, you know, we've seen ESPN, like any big sports media company has basically written about this card already. So if you are interested in checking more information out, there's tons of articles. Make sure you go over to my Instagram because a lot of the stuff that I talked about in this video, I actually broke down in an Instagram post and added a bunch of different things about the card. So what I think this means for the hobby. Uh, one of the questions that I think I have is what what happens to the Jordan PSA 10? That's kind of the one of the first things that popped into my head. Like a lot of people think that that could be a million dollar card. I think there's 317 of them right now, PSA 10s. And I think with it being a 35-year-old card, which also I think the fact that it's 35, this is the 35th anniversary of that card releasing in 1986. So I think... I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a bunch of them sell this year and them getting a bunch of publicity through other through these other media companies and uh, people doing a kind of retrospective look back at the brand and what all happened there. And I know what you're saying. Uh, why Jordan's rookie year was in 1986. Why would that be considered his rookie card versus also there's other cards that are older that aren't considered as rookie cards. So it was the... Fleer set was the first licensed set by the NBA. So there is a set called the Star from 19, uh, uh, 1965, but that set wasn't licensed. So and also with that set, it, it was a it was almost like team sets that they have now. So if you go into like uh, Newberry Comics or sometimes Targets and Walmarts have this. If you go in there, you're gonna find the team sets. That's how they were broken up with this Star Michael Jordan in the Bulls set. Also, there was like All Star sets that he was in. So. 
That's kind of why the 1986 Fleer card is considered the rookie card versus a card that, like, is older, and it's just because it wasn't licensed, essentially. So, what I think could happen with this Jordan card, with it being 35 years old, I would be surprised if we see any more PSA 10s. You know, I think there are still unsealed, uh, no, sealed cases and boxes that haven't been opened yet. I would say the, the amount of them probably isn't pretty high, but... At the same time, I think that now that this this set has been 35 years old, I, I I would be very surprised if we saw more than one or two. I would be I would be surprised if we saw any, but like if one or two pop up, that wouldn't surprise me that much. But I think seeing these holy grails sell, I think is getting more people into the hobby. I mean, to put a number on to put a number like 5.2 million dollars on one card, I think is it's it's inconceivable almost it almost doesn't make sense to people when they if they're not into sports cards and even being in sports cards it's still something that i think is very crazy and i think seeing all of these articles about it and you know there's still sales every single day that are going to continue to break records and i think like i said the one question with that michael jordan card does it now become a million dollar card because I would say Michael Jordan may be the most famous athlete of all time, at least basketball for sure. But he just based off of his cultural relevance with like sneakers, and he owns the Bobcat or excuse me, not the Bobcats, the Charlotte Hornets now. Um, based off of his cultural relevance, I think that card becomes sort of like an art piece. And like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if that card sells for a million dollars. I think with there being over three hundred of them. I don't know if it's going to happen as quickly as maybe people think, but at the same time, like, if you had asked me a year ago, do you think that there's going to be a sports card that sells for $5.2 million, I probably would say no. Like, I, I, I definitely was high on the Mike Trout card, but I didn't know when we were going to see any other sales, like of a PSA 9 or a PSA 10 of this Mantle card. So, I think, you know, there's going to be some more cards. I don't know what card has a chance to break this record. I would say that there probably won't be another card that breaks this record, maybe until the PSA 10 mantle sells or another PSA 9 sells, because the amount of them and the relevance of the card, I think, add a huge, huge difference than comparing that to, like, the Mike Trout one-of-one. One. Like, I think there's maybe a chance that that Mike Trout one-of-one one eventually breaks the record, but I don't see that happening for at least th between, like, three to maybe even seven years from now. I would say... The Mike Trout card, probably he has to retire or he has to win a championship or he has to do something in the league for his card to go up. And if not, then it's going to be just when he basically makes a Hall of Fame. I think that's that's probably a chance where we will see the Mike Trout card be more expensive than this $5.2 million Mickey Mantle card that recently sold. Instagram, which you should. Uh, you'll see that most of the time when I'm looking for subjects for this buy or sell segment, I try and get feedback from people who follow me there and um, usually about once a week I'll put out this put out this uh, question on my Instagram story about who I should talk about in buy or sell and I think someone brought up this time a very interesting subject and that is Bill Belichick which I think with Bill Belichick I mean this is going to be a little bit different than um, than maybe your typical buy or sell because it's going to have more than one person in it and it's going to be more of a topic that's a little bit more broad and more of a less of a person specific more about a type of card so it's going to be coaches cards so bill belichick has a card which you'll see in the graphic here from a pro set uh where he was the browns head coach and this is actually one of his rookie rookie year coaching cards and i think 
the rookie year coaching cards are very interesting because, you know, the coaches, with especially Belichick, and realistically, I think also just as another point that I think you should be thinking about, I, I, I don't think this applies to, you know, coaches who maybe only have coached a couple years and maybe aren't as good. Like, I, I think if you're looking for these coaches' cards, you really got to dive deep into, you know, coaches like Belichick. You'll see in the graphic that I included on the screen, there is a Bill Belichick card, but there's also a Phil Jackson card. So the Phil Jackson card, that is his first year coaching with the, with the Bulls. And I think there's two... In my opinion, there's two types of coaches' cards. Because, like, with a player, or excuse me, with a coach like Phil Jackson, he also has a player rookie year from 1972, which back in probably when the Jordan documentary was coming out, I was talking about what cards you should be looking at or what cards you should be trying to flip. And the Phil Jackson 1972 uh, Tops rookie, I think, was one. And I think I bought like a PSA 6 or a PSA 7. For about 40 bucks and I think I sold it for around 150 I forget exactly what the the flip price was there but the 72 rookie I think was one that was definitely an interesting card it also was just like old so like any of these older cards are you're more than likely going to have some sort of market that you're looking for and I think with coaches cards the thing is like you're not going to find too many coaches that have cards that are like this Belichick card or like this Phil Jackson card because they don't typically make coaches cards. Like that's kind of one of the other things where with this buy or sell segment, and if you can't tell, I like coaches cards. So, I mean, I guess I can just say it now. Coaches cards are going to be a buy for me. And I know that a lot buy or sell uh, typically means that there's sometimes you should be selling, but I think it's you know, I'm picking people that I like talking about. So the last couple buy or sells have all been buys and maybe there'll be some sells coming up in the future, but either way, so coaches cards are going to be a buy for me. Now there's two different types of coaches cards that I think you should be looking out for. There are the actual cards of them coaching. So this Belichick pro set and then the hoops card for Phil Jackson, but then Phil Jackson also has a rookie card when he was a player, when he played for the Knicks in 1972, other other coaches that also have cards of when they were players. You're going to look at like a Pat Riley or a Steve Kerr is another example, which actually I think a fun fact is that the Steve Kerr, um, the rookie for Steve Kerr, like when he was a player, is actually the same year as this Phil Jackson card. So that's one that you should be looking out for. I think long-term, these are some great cards that you can look into that if you're looking for maybe an alternative, um, I think Belichick is... You know, this season didn't go his way, really. If Phil Jackson, he's retired. I mean, Steve Kerr, not exactly going great this season for the Warriors. But, you know, who knows? They could turn it around. I mean, I think the Warriors have a pretty good team. I think with Klay Thompson being out, that's kind of a big deal for the team. Like, it's unfortunate that he's going to be missing the whole year. But I do think that, you know, long-term, the Warriors may turn around. I, I don't know if they're necessarily going to win another championship. If they can bring in maybe another piece and Wiseman turns into kind of a star the way that he's sort of he, – he's been playing really well this season, and I think he is on his way to compete for Rookie of the Year with Lamelo and uh, maybe Anthony Edwards and maybe Halliburton. But I think if he can kind of turn into a player that has a lot of potential like I think he does right now, that could definitely help the team. And then they're obviously getting Klay Thompson back. And like I said, they could maybe figure out a way to bring in someone else. I don't know if that's a possibility just based off of the salary cap. But, you know, I think uh, Steve Kerr, I think there's also, if you're looking for another, like, coach's card, there's a Greg Popovich in the 2017 Prism set. 
that's obviously going to not be his like rookie year of coaching, but it's one of his first. It's his, it's it's only I think Prism card, and I think there's just the reasons that I like coaches cards. I, I think I talk, I said one of them. They just don't make them very often, so I think there are not rare in a sense, but they just there aren't many coaches that have these types of cards. So like if you can find one like a Belichick or like this. Uh, Phil Jackson, I think they're good to look into um, as an alternative. If maybe you don't want to get into players, and maybe you, I think the Belichick one is probably the best of them all. I think Belichick and Phil Jackson are kind of on the same level when it comes to uh, their coaching career in, in obviously different sports. But I think you look at kind of their overall career and how it went and how the championships they won and the players that they were able to coach. I think that they're very similar. I think. The Pat Riley and the Steve Kerr are also good. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm ready to put uh, Steve Kerr in the conversation with Phil Jackson for top coach of all time. Like, definitely not. Like, but I definitely think that like Phil Jackson is easily in the top five for coach for basketball coaches of all time, and he may even. I guess you could argue that he is one of the top coaches of all time, but you know that's kind of something that I think will will play out in a few years, maybe uh, if anybody can can, can kind of rise up. But these coaches' cards, you know, I think they are – they're great to look into. I think it's just an interesting kind of subgenre of cards that I think there's only, there's only a certain amount of them that you're going to be able to find. And I think definitely something that is fun to look into and something that you should be looking into. So coaches' cards, those are going to be a buy for me.